Hello and welcome to Sustainability is Sexy, the podcast where we talk about all things sustainable from regenerative agriculture, alternative to single-use plastic, and everything in between. I'm your host, Liz Murphy, and each episode I will talk to leaders in the sustainability space to provide insights, innovation, and inspiration for all of us to create a healthier planet. On today's episode, we have Romy Rossell and Fiorella Borkert, creative upcyclers, sisters, and co-founders at The Bountiful Bag. So I'm very excited to have you guys here. I mean, I know you personally, um, but to hear the story behind this amazing sustainable business is is going to be super great for me, obviously great for the listeners. So thank you so much for being here, guys. Oh my God, thank, thank you for you. having us. Yes, we're so excited to finally come on. Yes, I know. It's <laughs> You know, for those of you that don't know, both Romy and Theo are on the board uh, at Sustainability is Sexy. So uh, it's just so awesome to have amazing women uh, in my life, in the nonprofit, and then on this podcast. It just brings me so much joy. We're equally as excited and can't wait to see what this is all going to develop. Yeah, lots to come. I love it. But this this episode is about the Bountiful Bag because I want to highlight, as you know, what local businesses are doing, who they are, where they come from, and how people can support them. Um, and what you guys do at the Bountiful Bag is so unique. And you know, I, ever since I found out about you, I think a couple of years ago, I've just been absolutely obsessed. So let's just jump right in. What inspired you to start the Bountiful Bag? The Bountiful Bag. So um, our company upcycles plastic waste from the beer and entertainment industries. Originally, what inspired us was um, just the beautiful designs of this single-use plastic packaging that w- are found in pretty much every single brewery across the world. Um, we're in San Diego, um, home of 160 breweries, very um a single-use packaging that you see in every brewery here as well, of course. Um, what it was... Um, so it's the packaging for the malt? For the malt. The mm-hmm. grain. The grains. Um, that is used to produce this delicious beverage that we are big fans of. So we, first of all, both of us are big craft beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. And Theo was actually working in the industry when she came across the malt uh, bags and discover what they look like and discover the quality. And that's kind of what led to the first prototype. So she can um, tell you more about it. It is a a woven plastic, um, very attractively designed. And um, that's really what it inspired um, to marry the craft beer community with art and with upcycling um, was really what tied everything in. Um, but we, what little that we knew, um, that this plastic in fact was not being recycled in California, which is a really, it was a unusually shocking for me to find that out. Um, being that it's labeled number four, number five, and it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a, you know, it's widely used across, um, everywhere. And it's just simply not being recycled. So I think the fact that, we learned that this product or this particular abundant plastic was being thrown away, um, inspired us more and mm-hmm. fueled our costs to create more and more products to rescue the plastic from the landfill. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do with these bags is uh, we 
upcycle them or and transform them into lifestyle products that people and accessories that people can use are very sturdy. We make anywhere from totes, backpacks, purses, mm -hmm. fanny packs, pouches, anything you can think of, uh, duffel bags, all of that. So because the plastic is so durable, they actually, it, it's the perfect, perfect kind of situation to create a whole other product and give it a second life mm -hmm. rather than just letting it go into landfill. So um, Theo has a, a background in fashion, so that's how it'll kind of get started. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, if I, you know, came across something like that, I saw these cool, you know, malt bags, and I was like, oh, those would make cool bags. It doesn't mean I could do it. So how, <laughs> like, you obviously have some sort of skill set that allowed you <laughs> to be able to make these products. So yeah, what what is your background, and how did you get into that? Um, my background actually is in the fashion industry. Um, I did production and product development for a, f a couple brands in LA. The fashion industry is just a very wasteful industry. And um, although I adore fashion and I feel very connected um, to the fact that you can express your individuality through your clothes mm -hmm. and your makeup or hair or whatever, that is just so cool and beautiful. But at the same time, it's such a wasteful um, industry that is a turnoff. So I um, slowly try to steer away from it mm -hmm. and create uh, my own. And in 2014, actually, we started um, separating ourselves from the fashion industry and emerging ourselves a little more into the culinary and hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. So we started creating aprons. I started creating aprons um, before the Bountiful Bag was born sturdy and durable and more like upscale aprons mm -hmm. for chefs because I love the food industry <laughs> very much and um from being emerged into the food industry is when I started getting involved with craft beer and that's uh, how okay I landed into a brewery and being in the brewery one of the owners legit was like oh my gosh have you seen this particular you're from a fashion background. Like, what would you do with this? And I'm like, wow. oh, my gosh. Thank you for showing me. Like, And that's when we took um, a bag home and transformed it and then started giving them away. Yeah. It was really cool because Fio, I remember perfectly well the day that she came home after work and she brought this sack. And she was like, isn't this cool? Like, look at these graphics and touch it. It's so durable. You know, she was so excited. Water resistant. And she was like, I'm going to make a tote bag from this. And I'm like, dude, that's amazing. That's so cool. So she made the first prototype and it looked really good. And then, you know, showed it to some friends, friends that were in the industry and they were just as excited because they're like, dude, like they're all beer geeks. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. They're yeah. beer geeks and people don't usually get to see the, the ingredients. Yeah, I had know? no like, idea yeah. that they, like, it's so interesting that the what's coming in these bags is something that, consumers never see exactly so like it's these beautiful artwork yeah uh you know that just go to the brewer and then you know like everybody knows the final product and everybody loves the craft beer so mm -hmm. the ingredients are sort of like definitely a behind the scenes kind mm -hmm. of thing and all these companies that are making this beautiful art and putting it in their packaging and put all their you know time and effort into their brand uh are never really 
seen by the final consumer, the end consumer, because their their cycle ends with the breweries. Mm-hmm. So um, as the Bountiful Bag started to grow and we figured that it would be like a cool business, uh, we actually reached out to all the, the companies that make these bags, uh-huh. you know, that make these ingredients and make these bags. Um, to let them know that we were doing this because we wanted to make sure that we were not breaking any laws yep. and we're not, you know, taking intellectual property from someone else and using it as part of our end product now. And all of them were stoked because one, they they're very aware of the fact that what they're producing, unfortunately, like at the moment, there are not many options for better mm-hmm. packaging. So they were like, oh my God, you guys are giving this a second life, yeah. you know, so it helps them feel less guilty, <laughs> for, yeah. you know, for what they're producing. And, uh, and also because we're giving their brand and their artwork a second life as well. And now the consumer also gets to know who they are. Yeah. So it's, it was just really exciting. They all gave us so much support oh, and they loved amazing. it. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. It, it's been a really fun journey. Um, at the time when Fio came with and, and started to produce these products and prototypes, and we were sort of developing the whole concept, uh, that's actually when I joined in because my background is in uh, marketing, photography, videography, motion mm-hmm. graphics. So I have a, a different kind of creative background and. Um, I had taken some environmental science classes in, in, in school and I was very aware of, you know, our trash issue mm-hmm. and the landfills and the um, the Pacific uh, the garbage, garbage hash island, and like yeah. all of that. And, and I told Fio, I'm like, oh my God, like this is not just cool because we're reusing something, but we're actually like helping the environment. Like it was just a moment that we had both of us talking about this idea and it all just made sense and it clicked and we we're like let's do this this is great like let's work with a nonprofit that yeah uh, helps the environment and we started working with i love a clean san diego we introduced ourselves to them we met with them and that was just so yeah, supportive yeah. so supportive such wonderful organization yeah and and that's also when the idea was born for us um to give back as well um the reason why our company is called the Bountiful Bag is because we want to give back. Like mm-hmm. we're getting all these materials for free. Well, although there is a lot of labor involved in, you know, cleaning and picking, picking up, up and all yeah, that. cleaning. But at the moment we were feeling so lucky, you know, that have so to have bountiful. this cool so idea. Bountiful. And I want to highlight too, you know, even since I've known you guys when I, a couple years now, you know, you're not just using those those malt bags anymore. I've seen event banners, yes. um, you know, g- really awesome stuff. So tell me some of those things. So when Bountiful Bag was born in 2018, so we, we've been entrepreneurial souls since 2014, but Bountiful Bag didn't come into our lives until 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, because we were like super excited and the material was free, quote, quote, um, started giving like, samples to everyone and like look what we're doing and um i um we happen to become friends um through business and through non-profit practices with um melanie the founder of brewbies and um, she's great like a super sweet lady and um 
she like Brubies was coming along and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff I would love to donate for your raffle because I know the raffle is so freaking incredible. And we love mm-hmm. Brubies. And we love Brubies and everything they stand for and keep abreast. I mean, that, that yeah. whole... For those of you that don't know, Brubies is a brew or beer festival with Keep a Breast Foundation to support breast cancer research. Yes. It's amazing. And in 10 years, they have raised about half a million dollars just for Keep a Breast. It's a nonprofit. It's just a wonderful beer-oriented organization. And um, so send that to Melanie, and Melanie raffled them off. She responded with a beautiful thank you card saying, I am really excited about your burgeoning company. Those were her words, which was really <laughs> cute. And um, shortly after that, she started working for um, the company that puts together Vans Warped Tour. Mm-hmm. And um, she started working there towards the end of their years as a tour. And when the tour officially ended, she proposed to us um, all of the existing banners, tents, tent walls, and um, all kinds of promotional materials that they have had that they, you know, still have from the past 20 something years. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So instead of landfilling, um, yeah. all of this plastic promotional materials from years, they, decades. They had a warehouse where they had all of these banners that they had saved. Because again, huge like, work. Like we were like, talking, yeah. yeah, like we were talking about the mouth bags. There's so much time and love that goes into branding and when mm-hmm. it, it comes to events and banners. How much time and beautiful energy and love goes into designing banners and promoting events and you know this is a music festival so it's all this artwork that is Mm -hmm. amazing from graphic designers that are so talented and all of that was going to be landfilled yeah and it's history and it's memorabilia like potential memorabilia Mm -hmm. and it's a tour that uh, is loved by so many people so the fact that we were able to take all of that and we currently have it in our garage (laughs) we're slowly because we're still um in a startup level we're slowly sewing away Um, we appreciate the patience plenty of collections coming up for work tour fans so neat yeah so that's just something that we're gonna continue doing as you know the, the years go by but um yeah, and then that kind of opened up a whole new door because mm-hmm. then we're like, well, uh, people actually started reaching out to us. Uh, after we launched the first warp Tour collection, then suddenly we had breweries mm-hmm. saying like, hey, uh, like we had Drake's Brewing up in San Francisco. They reached out and they're like, it's our um, what was 30th. It like 30th anniversary and we have all these banners. Mm-hmm. With all this beautiful, yeah, like beautiful artwork that we've been saving and we didn't know what to do with it. Would you be able to make a collection for our 30th anniversary? And it's all like vintage themed. So that collection turned out so incredible. It was incredible. I have chills. That is so neat. Yeah. And they were so, like, they sold out through, like, during their event that they are for their anniversary. People were stoked. They're, like, taking a piece of the brewery's history home Mm -hmm. with them. (laughs) 
In this series, we are talking to local sustainable business owners and organizations to highlight tangible resources within our community. Are you a local sustainable business or do you know someone we should be talking to? Email us at sustainabilityissexythepodcast at gmail.com. And you mentioned at the beginning kind of a bunch of the different kinds of products that you guys make. Um, I personally have, I believe what you call like the growler tote, like for the beer growlers as they like yes. insulated inside. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use it for that, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I actually usually use it like when I go to the beach and I'll put, you know, like my snacks and my towel because it fits so many things. It's like resilient to the sand and the water. Oh. Like, it's so awesome. Um, what's really cool too, and Theo can actually get into this a little more because she's the one that um, does the production. Uh, we also try our best, at least within our capabilities, because obviously we're still small and and growing. Um, but to use other materials as well mm-hmm. for the the complementary, yeah, like for the yes, yeah, so our linings, our linings are. We source from dead stock um, lots. We go to LA normally and we get them from, I like to call it the fabric landfill. Yeah. Um, you legit walk in and it's mountains, like candy land. <laughs> They're not folded or rolled or nothing. They're just mountains. Is it scraps or like it is from, ends of bolts or what? From one yard long to mm-hmm. 20, um, high end, um, from the fashion district that is locally made in downtown LA when they have leftovers, um, like from a hundred yards, they have 10 leftover, their project is over. They don't know what to do with it. They landfill it or sell it super, super cheap. And that's when we come in and rescue that. Like all of the things that, you know, are on their way down to the landfill. Um, The woman that we, um, her name is Lilia. She's a wonderful lady. Um, she's a freelance master pattern maker and designer. We have the opportunity to work with her. Yeah. Um, she's a great, like a very important part of our team. This super season. wonderful. And, um, she's also very eco-conscious and she's chasing away. Like when they're doing closeouts, she calls me, I am in, on top of a giant trash <laughs> thing <filled> with fabrics. <laughs> I sent my niece or my granddaughter in. She has like teenager granddaughters yeah. that are super into sewing too. Like I sent her in and she's inside a container and she found all this stuff. Oh and my like, God. Location. And like, it's just really cool. It's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. When we f- first started this, it was a cool idea that then turned into a passion because we learned and educated ourselves more in the topic. And then the more that you get into the sustainable world and you network with other companies and learn from other mm-hmm. people and listen to podcasts like these. And, you know, like the more education and information that you get, the more you realize are like, oh, shoot, like I've been doing this that is not super sustainable. Mm-hmm. You're not like we're not doing it on purpose. It's just we don't know, you know, like people just we're not don't know. knowing. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a, a constant process of growth and improvement and that's all we can kind of hope for for now yes and I think that's a really great way for people to look at their personal Mm -hmm. life sustainability journey as well it's a process it's all about education it's piece by piece it's good enough for now it's (laughs) so yeah yeah. exactly because otherwise it's it's extremely overwhelming if you try to do everything exactly (laughs) 
Exactly. Well, speaking of personal sustainability journeys, something I always ask my guests is give us a product or a practice that is a favorite sustainable um, something that you've added to your life that you can share with us that would be a good suggestion for others. This company is not really local or a small business, um, but I would like to do a big shout out to the Mighty Nest. Although they're not 100% plastic free, it was a really big tool for me to introduce myself into the sustainable world. Um, back when I started this bountiful journey, I was a regular Josefina. <laughs> um, you know, I, I own a Keurig machine. Um, not too many years before that, I used to wear fake nails and lots of makeup. Hey, you know, we all have been in our 20s. And um, <laughs> so anyway, the Mighty Nest really did help me slowly get to know um, substitutes. Items alternatives. to alternatives. Yeah. Yes. And um, even though legit the best purchase that you make in a sustainable world is none and utilize whatever you already have. This was a really interesting way for me to get um, introduced to beeswax wraps and the uh, stasher and um, stuff that I'm not going to go out on my own because first of all, you can't find these things normally, like in many places, they're not very accessible. Um, I'm not going to spend 20 bucks in a stasher bag, like just a yeah. silicone, you know. Especially um, if you've never used it and don't know right. if it's going to work. I don't know how yeah. it will be or anything. So I'm really happy that you brought this up, actually, because I also kind of started my sustainable journey with the Mighty Nest. Nice. Um, and I kind of forgot about it until you brought it up. <laughs> so I'm glad that you did because I need to remember to continue to share that with people. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, um, the Mighty Nest is a sub- monthly subscription pay something like 11 bucks a month. And then every month they send you a sustainable gift. So some sort of product, and then you can always add to your delivery, any other products from their website, um, and add it onto your order, uh, which is kind of something that I did. I would get the monthly subscription and then also check out their website and maybe add a couple things that I wanted to try. Yeah, because they do a free shipping every yep. once a month. And then for being a member, you get like from 10 to 35% off on each product. Yeah. And it was, it, it really, I, I, for me, the reason that I opted to try it was because I had an interest, a pretty big interest in sustainability, but I was working a full-time job and um, was just absolutely drained and didn't know where to start. And it seemed like, and it was a really simple resource to start understanding different alternatives, trying them out for very inexpensive. And then now, and I think you guys are in the same boat, I know where I can buy these products. I can go to my local refillery or I can, you know, and, um, but it was such an amazing way to start out. So if you're a newbie for sure, um, check that out. Well, for me, it is a big deal because I am definitely the kind of person that I am in the same boat as you, like always busy, always doing something Mm -hmm. in, and the truth about living sustainably is that it does take some effort and research and, new habits and you know mm-hmm. it, it can be hard at first you know uh so one of my favorite uh products locally is misadventure and company because yeah it's freaking fun you drink and you help the environment <laughs> so um misadventure was already on your podcast yep. so there is some information about them out there but for those who are just tuning in and have never heard they um make vodka from 
uh, excess baked goods. So anything that the food banks are unable to donate because um, it's either about to expire or they're not nutritious food. So they're not going to be giving that to the needy uh, because they're cupcakes with icing and cakes that are being refrigerated. And it's just like, you know, just things that are not donated. Mm -hmm. They take all of that and they distill it into a beautiful, smooth and award-winning vodka yeah, so then the other one that I wanted to give a shout out to is our girl Rachel from Crimson Collective. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm wearing one of the jackets that I got from I'm her. I'm wearing her shirt. Yeah. Uh, she has a, a shop in Oceanside. She thrifts <laughs> for incredible treasures that she finds uh, and then puts them at, at her shop. And she really seriously finds the cutest things. So I hardly ever shop at stores anymore mm -hmm. anytime i need something i go to her and i always find the cutest things this has been <laughs> an absolute pleasure um i'm so glad that you were both able to be here um and talk about the incredible work that you guys are doing so thank you thank you thank you for being here today. oh thank, thank you <laughs> you can find more information on instagram at the bountiful bag and online at www.thebountifulbag.com as always, all of the resources and brands mentioned on today's podcast will be linked for your reference. And until next time, I'm Liz Murphy sending you sustainability love from San Diego. Sustainability is Sexy is a nonprofit organization located in San Diego, California, focused on inspiring and driving innovation within our community to create real change. Learn more at sustainabilityissexy.org and find out how you can be involved.